And welcome to another fascinating podcast of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. You ever notice there are too many celebrities now? I was noticing tonight on Twitter, uh, Rena Sarginopoulos, a good friend of mine from Carrie Levin TV. She's a riot. She's a nutbag. Uh, she tweeted something about uh, Entertainment Weekly mentioned some celebrity. Here it is. I found it. Uh, it says, Miles Teller was arrested for public drunkenness early Sunday morning after refusing to cooperate with police. Well, he sounds like a real asshole, first of all. And then Rena Sarginopoulos, who's probably 44, 42, I don't know how old she is, right around there. She says, this makes me feel old. I have no earthly idea who this person is. Miles Teller. Well, you know what? Let's look him up really quickly here because I don't know who he is. Uh, let's see if he shows up in a Google search. Miles Teller. Uh, here he is. Uh, it says, Miles Teller arrested for public intoxication. And it says he is an American actor born in Downington, Pennsylvania, and an alumnus of New York University. He's been in several short films and television movies. Uh, he has been in Rabbit Hole, Footloose, 2011, Project X, and then he was uh, in The Spectacular Now, and he's been in a lot of stuff that we haven't heard of. Uh, so there's Miles Teller. Well, it's interesting because I don't know who that is either. Maybe you do know who it is. It's kind of funny because um, people say, well, you should know all of these celebrities because you work in the entertainment business and uh, you should know and you should follow the pop culture and things like that. Well, here's the interesting thing, the way I see it is that the people who listen to our show, they're a lot like you and me. They have lives and they have kids and they have jobs and they love to go kayaking. So they don't always have time to follow everything pop culture and to know who every little celebrity is. So when it comes up, something like this in Dave's Dirt or whatever on our show, and I say, I don't know who that is. I think I'm speaking for a lot of other people who don't know who it is and might not want to admit around their friends or coworkers or people on their bus or in their carpool. I don't know who that is. So I'm kind of glad I don't know who these celebrities are because it shows that I don't spend a lot of time following celebrities. And I hope you don't either because celebrities for the most part, are a bunch of degenerates. I'm going to talk about Carrie Fisher for a while. Carrie Fisher is not Princess Leia. Let's separate those two people. Princess Leia is a fictional, wonderful character that is the product of some middle-aged white guy's imagination. Carrie Fisher is a Hollywood actress or was a Hollywood actress. And I'm not saying she was a bad person, but it came out today that her autopsy results showed that, oh, well, she had cocaine and heroin and ecstasy and alcohol in her system when she died. I'm sorry. To me, that's a loser. This is somebody who has the gift of fame and wealth. And at one time, as we all did, we had the gift of youth and beauty. Um, but she ended up using cocaine and heroin and ecstasy, to me, that's a loser. And that's your typical Hollywood degenerate. This is why you and I should not worship or follow people in Hollywood. They're entertainers and they look good and they work really hard to project an image that they're wonderful people. And some of them are. Who doesn't love Denzel Washington? He seems like a really nice guy. And by the way, his name is pronounced Denzel because we had him on our show one time. And uh, I forget how it came up, but he's like, it's actually Denzel. And we're like, really? And he's like, yeah, but everybody calls me Denzel. So, wow, interesting. But 
while there are decent celebrities and there are decent athletes, you know, Joe Maurer, you never hear anything bad about him. Then there's people that you hear bad things about. So uh, pride yourself if you don't know who some of these celebrities are because they're just not worth following. Carrie Fisher, I'm sorry, loved her in Star Wars. I'm sure she was a great, um, you know, I don't know, um, what's the word, philanthropist. And uh, But uh, to me... Not anybody worth your time or worth worshiping. Um, if it was a family member that does drugs or has a drug problem, well, then, yeah, that's a different story. She's not my problem. Um, I ch- tend to focus on things that are more, I don't know, respectable. Like the WWE, for example. All right, I'm kidding. So anyway, hope you had a good Father's Day. If you are a father, I hope you had a good Father's Day weekend. Um, if you are a kid and got to see your father, I hope that was great. And if you've lost your father uh, and you spent time remembering your father and uh, laughing about some of the memories that you had and things like that, hey, that's great. It's funny because this will be my last podcast until probably... I mean, like the week after July 10th. So what is that? July 17th? Nearly a month away. Why? Because I'm going to Philmont Scout Ranch. I'm leaving Sunday and I'll be gone for two weeks and a day. I don't think I've ever in my life been gone anywhere for two weeks and a day. And I tell you, in 30-something years of doing radio, almost 40 years of working on the radio, I've never taken two weeks of vacation and uh, I was really lucky that my boss, Rich, let me do it because, you know, he understands. And this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But I've been really nervous about this trip because uh, you know, I got bad feet, I got n- not a great knee, and I've got not great hips. And I'm not 25 years old. The boys are like 16 years old, and they're full of energy, and they effortlessly walk quickly. And I have to really concentrate to keep up with the boys. And somebody once said, they said, it's easier to keep up than it is to catch up. And I keep that in mind so I don't fall too far behind, but I really have to concentrate. And I watch the boys, I'm like, are they walking fast? They're not walking fast. How are they doing this? And I'm like behind them 10 yards, then 20 yards, then 30 yards, then pretty soon it's like, nope, got to keep up, got to keep up. So I'll let you know how that goes. It should be an adventure of a lifetime. Get to spend it with my boy. We'll see how it goes. But let's talk about you for a minute because we can talk about me all day. Isn't our own person, our own self, our favorite subject? But I noticed this and I want to pass along a little bit of advice that I've noticed. With this Philmont trip, it is an endless fucking rabbit hole. It really is. It never ends. And by that, I mean you're never done preparing for it. There's always another email to send. There's always another meeting to plan. There's always another thing to buy. There's always another website to check. There's always one more fucking thing to do. Sorry. And I've decided, you know what? You just got to let some things be as they are because they'll never be perfect. A friend of mine was planning her son's graduation party. And she planned this graduation party for a month for a party that goes one afternoon and people will come and stay for an hour or all day, but they won't really notice all the little details, but she works so hard on all these details and pictures and a a special thing with his name on it with photos all over. And it's really cool. And I'm so happy for her that it worked out so well, but she worked so hard on it. But at one point I, I told her, I said, you know what? You could work on this forever. And sometimes you just have to say, no more, it's good enough. And that's kind of how I am with this film on trip right now. I spent probably two hours on it today, working on that, 
ordering stuff, helping plan meetings with Carson, uh, figuring out when we're going to leave, working on the brochure. And sometimes in your life, maybe just keep that in mind that you can just go down this endless rabbit hole of trying to get things perfect and they just never will be. So, all right, let's talk about some other things here. Um, we, let's see, oh, Booty Cruise. Uh, Booty Cruise is coming up on uh, Thursday night. And by the time you hear this, it might already be done. Um, and people ask me, it's like, well, what is Booty Cruise really like? Hey, you know what? Booty Cruise is awesome. Booty Cruise is fun. We get to meet people who listen to the show. And uh, I get to meet people who weren't even born when I started on the show. And they'll be like 22 years old and come up and say, you've been on the radio my entire life. And I'm like, that's really cool. Because I kind of get that. I grew up listening to the radio a lot. And uh, the, it was a big part of my life. And if you know somebody's been listening to me their entire memory, I think that's really cool. So I love meeting people on Booty Cruise. What I don't like is standing there taking pictures all night. Because literally, I get it. I'm never going to turn anybody down for a picture. It would be so rude if somebody came up and said, I've listened to you for years. Can I get a picture? And I say, nah, you know, don't really feel like it. I'm never, ever going to do that. But Booty Cruise becomes kind of tedious because literally all I do is stand there and take pictures. And that's all. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's great. And I'm very flattered that anybody wants a picture of me. And I don't want to sound like a dick at all by saying it gets tedious. But it just does. And one person pulls out a camera and say, or their phone and says, can I get a picture? And then pretty soon there's a line of people who want to get pictures. And it's like, I mean, I get it and I appreciate it. But it gets really tedious after a while. But again, I'm never going to complain about it. I'm never going to say no because, hey, guess what? One day I'll be walking through Walmart wishing people would ask me if they can get their picture taken with me. And I'll be like, hey, um, do you want to get a picture taken with me by any chance? No, go away, old man. Um, booty Cruise is fun. We always make fun of Booty Cruise and talk about the trashy aspects and elements. For some reason, we get more tattooed women on Booty Cruise than any other event we've ever done. We don't get them at Jingle Ball. We don't get them at Star Party. But Booty Cruise, there is something about it that makes trashy people want to show up. And I'm not complaining because I'm kind of a little bit trashy too. You got to remember, I grew up on a chicken farm and uh, war hand me down everything and uh, went to community college. So I'm not like elegant by any means, but there is a lot of people on booty crews that are a little bit sketchy. But here's the thing. It's only about five or 10%, but those are the ones we tell stories about. We don't tell stories about, you know, Cindy and Samantha who sat there and sipped cocktails and, uh, you know, looked at the scenery. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Crystal who hit a stripper in the head with a bottle and then uh, tried to climb out on the railing and then took her top off and flashed the cops. That's who we're going to end up talking about. So Booty Cruise is not trashy. There's just a lot of stories to tell on Booty Cruise. My favorite one uh, is, um, well, yes, there was the girl who climbed out on the rigging right after Titanic came out, maybe in, I don't know, 2002, something like that, and tried to climb out on the rigging on the front of the boat to say, I'm the king of the world. And the captain's eyes got so big when he saw it, he couldn't believe it. And he had to chase her off of there. Uh, another one was a girl who got on uh, about seven or eight years ago. And she's like, Lena, who used to work on our show, let's do shots. Let's do shots. And Lena's like, nah, I don't really want to do shots. And the girl's like, you can't hang, Lena. You can't hang. Later that night, they rolled this girl off of Booty Cruise, passed out in a wheelchair. So 
But my favorite all-time booty crew story was um, a woman who was there because she had a crush on one of the strippers, and she got jealous because he was stripping for other women. Well, I guess that's his job. So she threw a beer bottle at him, missed him, and hit one of the staffers in the head. So when we pulled up to the dock later that night, they went to arrest her, and her friend who was drunk is like, you can't fucking arrest her. Get the fuck away from her. Oh, they put the cuffs on her too. So... Great stories, but we don't tell the stories about Cindy and Samantha sipping a Cosmo because that's not a story. Anyway, that's Booty Cruise. Um, what else are we going to talk about here? Uh, we wanted to talk about, I was going to save this one for last, but it's kind of getting near the end here of the podcast. Um, some people say, you know, are there things that happen behind the scenes at KDWB that you guys don't really talk about? Oh, yeah. I mean, I could write a book. The problem is, if I wrote a book, people would recognize themselves in these stories. I've had everybody from people who were sleeping with the boss. I had a boss who played footsie with my girlfriend under the table while his wife was there. We were all having dinner, and my boss was playing footsie with my girlfriend while his wife was sitting right there. And that boss was also going home during the middle of the day and banging one of the people in the sales department. And that boss also was, I don't want to give too much information here so he doesn't think he's talking about me. But the boss later was traveling one time and his briefcase got stolen out of his hotel room. Or I think his wallet got stolen out of his briefcase. Why? Because he had hired a hooker and when he fell asleep or went to the bathroom, she got in his briefcase and stole his wallet and got out of there. Now, it's hard to call the police and say, yeah, I had a hooker in my room and she stole my wallet. But that's exactly what happened. Uh, the guy was shady AF, um, but he's one of those guys who, amazingly enough, advanced to the highest heights in radio because he was knowledgeable and charming. And I was going to bring this up. Don't you think a lot of the time that the people who get promoted aren't always the smartest the hardest working, or the most talented. They're the ones who are the most fun to go to lunch with. They're the ones who are the most fun at happy hour. Don't you think that if you're really good and friendly and great at happy hour and great with lunches, you get promoted? Whereas a lot of the time, if you're kind of, you know, like a little bit, um, I don't know, type B and an introvert, it's harder to get promoted because you're not as fun to have lunch with. Think about that for a little bit. Is that true? Could it possibly be the truth that it's not how talented or hardworking you are, it's how easy you are to hang with? I think there's a lot of truth to that. I've known a lot of people in this business, and you probably could name some in your business too, that have got promoted above their, above their skill level because they're fun to hang with. They're great at lunch. They're great at cocktail parties and happy hours. So... Um, Here's one of the shadier stories, and I love telling this story because it's just the shittiest story ever. So years ago, guy that I worked with had been there for about two years, and he was a great guy, and he deserved a raise. So he went into the boss and did the typical, you know, I think I deserve this, and here's what we've done, and we've grown the ratings, and I work really hard, and I did this, so can I get a raise? And the boss said, you know, I'd love to get you a raise, but I just can't. I can maybe get you a $1,000 a year raise, something shitty like that, but I really can't get more than that. And so the guy was was kind of like 
heartbroken. Like, really? $1,000 a year or whatever it was. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's the best I can do. Let me show you. I'll prove it to you. So he picks up the speakerphone, puts puts on speaker, calls the business manager and says, Hi. Hey, it's so-and-so. You know, what do we have in the budget to give a raise to this person? And she didn't know that that person was listening. And she said, um, $1,000 is all we can do. And he's like, okay, thank you. And he hangs up the speakerphone. He goes, see, that's all we've got. I'm sorry, just $1,000. So the guy had to take his $1,000 raise. But then later that week, the woman who works in the business office felt terrible. And she went up to the guy asking for the raise. And she said, I have to tell you something. I got to confess something. That was all set up. The boss called me and said, when I call you, tell me that all we can give so-and-so for a raise is $1,000. She said, I feel terrible. It was all bullshit. It was all set up. And this guy had actually planned it that way. He could have given him more of that, but he was one of these people who would smile at you and tell you how much he cared and tell you how wonderful you were and then shit on you like that. And then tell you, as with the typical saying, I'm pissing on your shoes and telling you it's raining. And that's the kind of guy he was. And he played favorites. And uh, I remember at one point, um, I wanted stock options because it was at a point where it's like, hey, can I get stock options? Other people in the company are getting me. He's like, no, 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 can't get you stock options. Well, guess what? He hired his son and he gave his son stock options. And I have a lot of bitterness toward this guy because... I really worked hard for him. And then when I found out the way that he really treated people, I really lost a lot of respect for him. So uh, I don't know. I mean, they're great people in the business you meet and they're kind of shady people in the business. So that's one of my favorite stories um, in my 37 something years in radio. Okay. We're about to wrap up here. Listen, I'm going to miss doing this for the next two or three weeks. I appreciate listening. Send me an email. Let me know that you listen to the podcast or post online on our Facebook page. Take a shower. Show up on time and don't steal anything. Hey, it's all based on the book, which is on Kindle. You can download the ebook or you can order it on Amazon or Itasca Books or look for it at your favorite local bookstore. If they don't have it, they'll order it for you. And if I meet you one day, I'd love to sign it for you. So maybe we'll run into each other sometime and I'd love to sign your book or I'd love to at least meet you and say hi and thanks for listening and especially listening to the podcast. Drop me an email and let me know that you listen to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. I will talk to you again in about three weeks. If I sound super tired and worn out, it's because I just hiked 84 miles in the mountains in New Mexico, and we'll see how that goes. Have a great couple of weeks, and thanks for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. By the way, shout out to the person who said turn the music down during the podcast, too, because it was a little bit distracting. So definitely read your emails, and we appreciate that. Have a great couple of weeks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.